How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's coming up to 20 minutes to 1 o'clock. We'll be here till 3 o'clock, this uh, special Olympics edition of Higher Ground, uh, from 10 till 3, Monday to Friday, and again next week right throughout the Olympics. Uh, if you want to listen to wall-to-wall Olympics coverage, you can do that uh, on the radio, SEN 1170, and uh, you're listening to us, obviously, through the SEN app. And uh, thank you for doing so. Uh, don't forget, send us those texts if you can. You, you've got the facility on your iPhone there on the app. Just uh, click the Send button and uh, send those messages through, or you can jump on the open line and have a chat with us if you'd like to one 1170 I'm about to talk to uh, James Manning from Media Week. Just before I do that, a very quick update for you and from the Olympics in the pool Mitch Larkin, he has qualified for the 100 metre men's backstroke final as you'd expect and the second semi-final is uh, being raced as I speak and Isaac Cooper is the Aussie in that the second semi-final so uh, my dear colleague Cowboy Dan will keep an eye on that one for you. 100%. And uh, thank you, Cowboy Dan. No, While you keep an eye on that, I'm going to have a chat to James Manning from Media Week. James, thanks for joining us. Yeah, hello, Chris. Good to be with you again, mate. Yeah, mate, you too. Uh, plenty of sport around too. And uh, you're in the business of sport and, and eyeballs and ratings and metrics and all that sort of stuff. What of the uh, only, you know, we're in three day three now of the Olympics. Any indication um, of the, the traction, the TV audiences so far? Yeah, look, they've been massive, Chris. This Have is um, it's well beyond uh, what Seven was promising its advertisers. So um, they're very happy down there, of course. Uh, the sponsors who've invested in the games are also very happy, and the people at home seem to be very happy too because, you know, the, we got a sense something was happening way back on Wednesday of last week when there was that sort of pre-games activity, if you like. the mm. They call it day minus two was yeah. Wednesday. It was... Um, the Matildas played New Zealand. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, there's 860,000 people watching a women's uh, football game wow. um, sort of after 9 o'clock at night. And you sort of sense something was happening then. It happened again with the Ollie Ruse on the Thursday. And then day zero, the opening ceremony, the numbers just took off and they, they haven't slowed since then. It's sort of, um, I don't know about you, James, it, it, it was quiet. I think it was a really quiet build-up, but I guess most Olympics are. But then once it's hit, once, once it hits, it's full steam ahead. I sort of know from my own household, and I've got a few young kids, you know, um, they weren't talking anything about Olympics. But now that it's on and they can see the Aussies in the green and gold, they're asking me every you know, every half hour, Dad, when's the next Aussie racing, regardless of what sport it is? It, it sort of really crept up on us, didn't it? Yeah, look, and I, I'm with you. I thought it was quiet, but then I, I think back and I say it every time there's a there's a big event, especially Olympic Games, I think, well, there's not much hype around. But I, but I think smart promoters, smart marketers are realising there's so much going on in the world, and especially at the moment with COVID news and everything, don't jump too early, you know. Yeah. People, people might take notice, but everybody's busy. Just give them, really start to pump it up and promote it when it's there, when you can take advantage of it, you know. Yeah. And that's what Seven, I think, have learnt. 
and um, it's really paid off for them big time. Yeah, well, uh, and we'll you know we'll talk about COVID and, and the impact it's having having on on TV. But you know, when Channel Seven uh, bought the rights to the Olympics, and I don't know when that that was, but they would have been at, at X price. And um, I guess once COVID hits, well. Suddenly, there there is a bit of an upside for TV networks, and because the eyeballs are, are greater than what they probably paid for way back when. Yeah, I think this is the uh, last uh, or the second last Olympic event in Seven's current um, package of rights. I think the Winter Games next year will end that deal. I think at this stage, nobody's got the rights to Paris yet for um, 2024. So that'll be interesting. And I, I think that the big audiences they're getting might impact interest and the, the cost of those rights. Um, yeah, but Seven, look, the, the, the numbers are strong because they knew when they got this package that um, having the games in this time zone, Japan, was going to be critical for, for mm. you know, getting big crowds. And it's also worked. What they didn't know, of course, that, you know, the big, two biggest states would be in lockdown, which certainly hasn't hurt. If everybody's stuck at home, mm. you're going to be seeing a lot um, a lot stronger numbers, and that's certainly proved the case. I don't suppose, and this is question without notice, James, I don't suppose you have, you know, ballpark figures. Um, you talk about time zones, and I think that's why this is, is going down so well, because we are exactly pretty much the same time zone. Do you happen to know what the, the ballpark figure might have been for, for the London games and, and say, the, the Rio games as well in terms of what the rights fees were compared to what Seven paid for this? No, no, because I think Rio was part of the package right. in the um, rights, so they just play. And Seven's always very cagey about revealing mm. what those costs were. Um, I think the London games was shared between, I think, uh, Foxtel and Nine, if memory serves oh, I can't me right, even remember myself. Uh, screen to London games. Interesting, back in uh, Rio, Seven have completely changed their strategy. You might remember back when Rio was happening, Seven Plus wasn't it, and streaming wasn't as quite a big a deal as it is now. Mm. Uh, they had the free-to-air channels working, but if you wanted to watch extra content on Seven Plus, you had to pay extra. So there was a paywall. Mm. It was like subscription TV. It didn't work very well, so they've completely changed the strategy. Now they've got a staggering 45 channels mm. uh, at no cost, which is all being ad-funded, of course. Yeah, I think the consumer or, or this consumer that you're talking to, um, <laughs> he hates jumping through hoops to watch something. You know, you yeah. get me there, you uh, one or two buttons and that'll do me. If I have to start trying to find something and, and, and surf across different networks or channels, uh, no, you've... You've lost me. I was just going to ask you, James, is there a premium? Uh, would they have paid a premium purely based on the time zone? Yes, they would, yeah. They'd factor that in, and um, and, and that's, that's, they would have definitely worked that out. But I don't think they would have um, thought it would have been this good. You know, I think they've... Uh, I don't know what their sort of expectations were, but I'm hearing out of Channel 7 that, look... They're more than happy with this, and it is significantly better than they thought it would. Look, we've, it's still early days, as you mentioned before, though. We're only into sort of day three of the competition, um, and the Australians are performing well. That's always part of the metric that comes into calculating the size of the audiences. But we believe the, you know, there's still plenty of Australian athletes, um, lots of sports still to come, of course. So as long as that Australian competition stacks up, 
<laughs> there's no end to the lockdown. It doesn't look like in um, New South Wales or Victoria in the immediate future. So mm. I think you could expect these numbers will hold for them. Yeah, and, and the good thing too, uh, you've got to make hay while the sun shines, so to speak. And, and we are, you yeah. know, we are one of the best nations in the pool. And that's generally where we get the lion's share of our, our medals from. And I'm just looking at some of these pictures again now on Channel 7 with Ariane Titmus's family uh, celebrating that, that marvellous win not so long ago. Gold medal beating uh, Katie Ledecky. So um, obviously that impacts on audiences too when there is a high, um, not just Australian involvement, but a high success rate early on in, in the games. What about across other sports? Uh, I'm talking to James Manning, by the way, from Media Week. He's got his finger on the pulse of, of all things TV and, and, and business around sport. What other impacts um, is COVID having on, on sport generally? Yeah, look, it's it's taken a bit of a battering, especially in this latest lockdown. The um, We saw the netball was called off completely this weekend. They thought, look, we're just going to step back. We're going to strategize about how we can complete the rest of the season. We've seen it impacted in the West Indies. Uh, matches postponed there when uh, somebody on, on the, I think it was the West Indies team, uh, was got a, a positive result. Um, and we're really seeing the AFL and the NRL, the NRL thing has virtually moved everybody to Queensland, haven't they, Chris? You probably know that better than me. But yes. the AFL is really sort of teetering on the brink. You know, they're really trying to work out how they can get around us. The, the, the state governments are playing ball for the time being, but if the outbreak gets much stronger, that um, it's really going to be facing some challenges to get these seasons completed. Yeah. All right. Well. Um... That's all interesting stuff too, and and I, again, I'm I'm looking at these these Olympics, and 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 hopefully the figures continue to skyrocket for Channel Seven, James, as you as you have pointed out. Uh, but these are yeah. diff- there are there these are strange times, but um, the winners in the end, if you want to describe them as that, are sometimes um, the TV networks who have got a captive audience with so many people at home in in lockdown. But it's good, isn't it? You know, in a way that 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 it has coincided with such a um, a big event that, that captures the imagination uh, worldwide that it just happens to be during lockdown. Yeah, it is. And look, that's impacted their their coverage, of course. You know, all the, the commentators for all the sports mm. are, are basically sitting in a sort of facility down in Melbourne commentating. And for me, it hasn't really detracted anything. I mean, Look at take the swimming for example. I mean, Basil Zemplis is doing yeah. a great job sitting alongside um, Lisa Jones, and for me, Ian Thorpe is just a sensational yeah. um, special comments person. You know what he brings to that uh, position is just amazing. I mean, look, it's always good to have people on location, but, but I think they're doing very well to compensate. Yeah, uh, James Magnuson has been in here as well, doing a great job uh, with Matty White. So we're we're covering it as you know on SEN eleven seventy. It's wall to wall Olympics. Uh, during uh, throughout the afternoon with Maddie White and and here on the app, obviously we're we're covering some Olympics, but uh, the mainstream sport as well. It's it's fluid, isn't it? The environment is always changing, the media landscape, and uh, the days when you had to be at the event to call that event live, they're they're long gone because there are so many cost savings. Let's let's call a spade a spade. So many cost savings from broadcasting events from what you might want to describe as interactive studios. Yeah, and look, I'll just give um, SEN a bit of a plug too. I, I listened a lot on, uh, particularly on Saturday, to the coverage of the app's always been fantastic, but just being able to jump on there and uh, listen is, 
is fantastic stuff. So I think they're doing a, a great job at, at anchoring all that coverage. All right. Well, James, thanks very much, mate, for that for that compliment of, of this network. It's always great to, to chat to you, and uh, I look forward to doing so in the near, near future. So um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Good on you, Chris. Go Aussies. Go, go, go. Yeah, go Aussies indeed. Let's keep those gold medals coming through. So four by 100 girls, they have got gold. Ariane Titmus, she has got gold. Emma McKeon, she has got gold and silver. Brendan Smith has got bronze. And uh, Jack McLaughlin, he's got a silver as well. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren, on the SEN app.